match, man. You know the fuck that nigga. Play on me, man. <laughs> Fucker, let's get it. Yes, sir. What's poppin' with y'all, man? Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Thin Line Between Genius and Insanity podcast. I am the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest motherfucking host of them all. Oh, gee! Hatch, you know the fuck it is, man. What's up with the people? All around the world, all my friends. <laughs> What's up with y'all, man? How y'all doing, man? Hope out there looking good, feeling good, staying safe. There's a whole lot of shit going on in trenches, man. I tell you shit each and every motherfucking week. Uh, I want to shout out to everybody around the world, you know what I'm saying? It's tapped in, joining the conversation, man. I truly appreciate all love and support. This is phase two. This is episode 102. That shit sounds crazy. <laughs> it shit sounds crazy to say we surpassed the 100s already, man. But this is episode 102. This is phase two. So welcome everybody to Grind 200, man. The shit don't stop for a motherfucking soul. I, I need a goal. <laughs> I need a fucking goal, B. <laughs> Real motherfucking talk. Um, as you can see, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel at OG Hash TV, go ahead, ring that bell, subscribe, um, leave a comment, all that good shit the YouTubers say. And if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, man, OG Hash TV, once again, go subscribe once again. Um, we do have a different camera angle than usual. <laughs> I'm trying some, as you can see, I'm kind of, I'm kind of talking at an angle, so to say, um, just to try something new. You know what I mean? I, it's, I'm trying to tinker with things if that's the right word i'm trying to tinker with things and move things around uh, to get this the, the, the best look as possible um of course we're gonna keep making upgrades and things of that nature as we keep continue to you know bear the platform and things of that nature but i want to make sure i can do little things um just mess around with things see what i can do see what i can pull off before i go ahead and spend all this buku money on shit and still don't know what the fuck i'm doing <laughs> let me try with the cheap shit first b <laughs> real motherfucking talk um but it's a lot going on, man. I got a lot of things on the docket that I want to get into with you guys. Um, you know, we got to get into the whole Brett Favre things I promised you guys last week. We got to get into this whole Draymond Green shit. And we also got other things on the, on the docket that I want to bring up. Um, that's kind of more of a personal. <laughs> Let's say personal. <laughs> so to say, not to go too motherfucking deep. But it's a lot of things going on. Um, I do want to say shout out to everybody that tapped into last week's episode, episode 101, the first episode back from our three-month hiatus, the start of phase two. I want to say thank you to everybody that tapped in and joined the conversation. Man. I truly appreciate all the feedback I got in my DMs and things of that nature. Um, it was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? I got new equipment to tinker with the uh, with the clips that I'm uploading and shit like that. Hey, speaking of the clips, B, let me get this off my chest before I even dive too much deeper into this shit. I ain't going to lie to you. Yo, TikTok, y'all got me fucked up, man. <laughs> I don't want to get caught up on it because I want to get the show rolling. But TikTok, bro, y'all got me fucked up, B. Y'all keep muting my clips. Fam, y'all muted my clip about Michael Vick and Patrick Mahomes. Like, what? <laughs> like, what am I to do? It's literally sex on TikTok. I know it because I like it. <laughs> I see it because I send it to people. It's sex on that app. And my Patrick Mahomes and Michael Vick clip gets uh, banned. Why? You didn't ban my clip about fucking Richard Dolezal, now did you? <laughs> you fucking perverts. <laughs> but I like to take it. I like to think of it because I'm black type shit. 
as a black man, I like to just push shit on that sometimes. When I, when I have an unfair advantage going my way. But I digress, man. Hopefully this week we we I figure out a new way to go with the algorithm, man, to help get this shit pumped out there to to the folks, man. Because TikTok, I hate the hate ass motherfucking site. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, but it's a lot on the docket, b. <laughs> it's a lot of shit on the motherfucking docket. Um, as I talked about last week's episode. You know, and some of the feedback I got from last week's episode, some of the friends of the show was hopping in my DMs and, and sending me messages about things I should talk about on the show. Um, so I said, fuck it, why not? I, I always say I'm a man of the peeps type shit. I'm a man of folks. So anything you guys want me to talk about, all you gotta do is send it to me. Um, send it to me a DM or comment on YouTube or leave a review and shit like that. I'll get to it. And once I get to those, those reviews and things like that, I have no problem bringing up on the podcast, man. Um, one of the friends of the show, you know, as we dive into the docket, one of the friends of the show, I know from back home, um, they wanted me to talk about life after uh, high school sports. And it kind of ties into some things that I talked about on this podcast before. I let you guys, I kind of tiptoed around it because I didn't really want to go too hard on the topic because I knew the people involved. But I think at this point in time, it's kind of, it's almost, I don't want to say fuck it, but it's kind of like it needs to be a more direct, um, a more direct um, stance on my point of view because I don't think the message is getting across clearly. You know what I mean? Um, now, instead of talking about life after high school sports, I want to I want to change the I want to change the narrative. I want to change the narrative and put it as. Why is it so uncomfortable to talk about people who hit their prime in high school, who peaked in high school, so to say? We all know those people be uh, this ties into uh, I got a homeboy named Devante, Devante, right? I got a homeboy named Devante. In high school, he you can you can you can describe him as one of those quote unquote man child ass niggas. Niggas, the nigga was 14, 15, looking 27. The nigga had nigga was fat and had an eight-pack at the same time. He was one of them niggas. <laughs> like anybody that's that grew up in the hood, you know the niggas I'm talking about. That for some strange reason, they always look double their age. They always look like they just had a kid. You know what I'm saying? They just look older than motherfuckers. Usually, these are the niggas that play running back in high school. <laughs> these are the niggas that play running backs in high school, linebackers and shit, quarterbacks and shit like that. But my boy Vontae, good dude. Like so I said, I would never, I would never bash my nigga because that's my nigga. What hatch wasn't shit, that was my nigga. And I ain't even trying to mention I'm popping shit, but I'm I'm, I'm kind of him. <laughs> but my nigga was that's my nigga. Played football with him, had classes with him. Nigga, I gave him rides to practice. He he rolled my he knew who my mama was. I knew who his mama was. That's my guy. But the the news has came across to me thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away. News that I always want to assume to be false. They say my nigga fucked up out there. And when I say fucked up, they say my nigga is on that shit. They say my nigga, that nigga on the, he, he, he fucked up. He down back. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to go too much into details because I don't want to make it seem like I'm shitting on my nigga. That's never what I'm doing. This is my only way of asking for help. This is my only way of asking motherfuckers to get in tune with dude. I'm kind of tired of motherfuckers hitting me up in my DMs and shit, telling me they just seen my nigga down back. Get that nigga a few dollars. 
I mean, she, <laughs> I know when I see a homeless person, they come ask me for money. Like, fam, if it ain't payday, I ain't really got you. But if I, I would think if I knew the nigga from a childhood that I would get that nigga at least $2. But I'm not saying that the people are not doing it. I don't know what people's doing, but I'm kind of sick of hearing about my nigga being fucked up, posted up at motherfucking, uh, 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 motherfucking gas stations and shit. I always said as a kid. Fam, any niggas that's posted up and hanging up at gas stations and shit like that, them be the niggas I have no clue what the fuck they think. Because I never thought that was the cool hangout spot. But a lot of them niggas that be in that situation be the niggas who peaked in high school. And it takes me back to what I was telling my little brother all the time when he was in high school. And I'm so happy my nigga graduated because I would have been driving his ass till this day. <laughs> that in high school... <coughs> Excuse me. In high school, fam, you're going to come across. So you got 10 homeboys, right? 10 homegirls. No, you got 10 homeboys and 10 homegirls. Five and five type shit. At least seven of them going to be fucked up after high school. At least seven. Because out of those 10 people, at least seven of them is having a the time of their life in high school. Mama doing this, mama doing that. They ain't really got no responsibilities. They get to do whatever the fuck they want. Go to this party, that party. They got they the ones coming back with all the cool stories every Monday. They weekend was lit every motherfucking time. I was the nigga who was hating on that. As a kid, I couldn't do shit. I had a little brother I had to watch. I had I, I, my mama was strict. My mama, my mama wasn't letting certain shit fly. I wasn't trying to be the uncool nigga and ask prayer permission every motherfucking time. So I just said, fuck it. I'll watch, I'll watch the game that's coming on. That's why I love the game. That shit took me out of being depressed by not doing shit as a kid. But I always said to myself that once I got older, I would vow that my life would be different. That I would be able to do the things that I've always wanted to do. And when you look back at the people that you knew in high school, a lot of them people's fucked up. A lot of them people ain't never been nowhere. A lot of people ain't never done shit. But then you get down to that group of people who just is all fucked up. The people you was in science class with and math class with. The niggas you was cracking jokes with and, do, and making beats with at the motherfucking table. When you come across those niggas, they waterheads, they crackheads, they fucked up, they robbing people. And I jail every motherfucking time. Somebody saying free him to us backwards. I feel for those people. Because a lot of times those people were the man. Those people was those were the hot girls in high school. And even going from my homeboy Vante, who was one of them niggas, he was one of them hood niggas. He was, you know what I'm saying? He was one of them hood niggas. He was game. He was doing all that shit. In high school, those are the cool niggas. In high school, those are niggas that's fucking the bitches. That's the facts. Those are niggas who peaked in high school. And I got the question on the screen. Why is it uncomfortable to talk about the people who peaked in high school? Because we all seen this shit coming. None of this stuff be a surprise when you see niggas fucked up. When niggas told me my nigga Vontae was fucked up, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised. It's not some shit you hope for niggas. But when niggas do certain shit, you're not surprised. To me, the story goes even deeper from the shit that I heard about, you know what I'm saying, his brother. So I sit back and look at it like, damn, I got two homeboys. One of them they send is a motherfucking base head. The other one is in, in, in jail for bodying niggas. Fuck. And both these niggas were super talented, uber talented niggas who looked like they was double their age and they was cold as fucking football. Both these niggas who had opportunities to 
go do some other shit. And I'm not trying to say niggas didn't take advantage of it, but fuck it. I'm, t- I'm saying it. Niggas didn't take advantage of it. Those are the living examples that niggas need to look at every day like, fuck. And my whole point of making this is that I know too many people who, who who's within arm's reach, so to say, of that. Of, no, of, of being able to see that as an example and still not really bearing their life. It's easy to look at that shit and just be like, damn, that nigga fucked up and continue to do the bullshit you're doing. It takes a lot for you to be able to see that shit like fuck and take that shit to heart like that was my nigga how did he get here how do i not end up there it takes a it takes a wise motherfucker to do that you gotta learn from other motherfuckers downfall and once again i'm not making this i'm not putting this on the podcast out my nigga i'm not doing this to, to, to belittle my nigga kick my nigga while he down i don't like talking about it because i feel like any nigga that's in a position to where they quote unquote allegedly a fucking crackhead Homeless or 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 posted up at gases and asked for niggas for money. I feel like I'm a nigga who's in the AC right now. I'm a nigga. I'm a nigga with a nice crib right now. So anytime I feel like I'm even talking about the shit, that said that per, that said person could probably feel offended. And I know this is this is a little bit different from what I usually do on the podcast. I don't want to start. I didn't want to start the podcast with this, but I thought I want to get it out the way while I can because some things you got to joke about, something you got to be serious about. And I tell y'all all the time in phase one, you can't be, it, 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 jokes ain't jokes if we never get serious. You got to be serious with niggas. Don't come hitting me up talking about, yo, that nigga Vontae fucked up. I know he fucked up. I'm in Arizona. What the fuck you want me to do? What the fuck you want has to do? Get that nigga some chips. You say you at the gas station, get that nigga a case of Aquafina water. Get that nigga, get that nigga hydrated. Get that nigga some help. Show that nigga his old highlight tape. <laughs> like, for real. Show that nigga his old highlight tape. Show that nigga his old pictures. Don't matter if he in the hood throwing up his set. Don't matter. Show that nigga his old pictures. That nigga living lavish. Because it's so uncomfortable to talk about niggas who fell off that niggas don't want to help niggas get back on. You got to get past that shit. Help that nigga. And I'm not saying this to, you know, shout out to my nigga who I ain't going to say your name because I don't know if you want that in the mix. But who told me to bring it up on the podcast. I'm not saying this to discredit y'all from, 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 from discussing the nigga. What I'm saying is, comes a point in time where instead of discussing a nigga and quote unquote gossiping as ones would say, help that nigga out. I ain't saying be on some Tom Brady shit where you move a nigga into the crib. <laughs> and I'm going to move on, but because we 15, they said we almost we 15 minutes of this month episode. I ain't saying you got to be some Tom Brady shit and move a nigga into the crib or nothing. And I'm saying it just get that nigga a dollar to get that nigga some, get that nigga some words of encouragement. Let that nigga know who the fuck he was, who that nigga can still be. Niggas ain't even 30 yet. Can't be under 30 and you don't crack. How the fuck is you a crackhead in 2022? If you under the, hey, bro, real shit, if you under the age of 45, 50, you shouldn't be no crackhead. I mean, how the fuck did you get on that? How, in what world? Snoop was already out. Like, teaching Chong was already fucking huge. Like, well, how did you end up on, on crack? But, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, so as we wrap that up, man, I just want to say, Vontae, bro, 
I don't know what the fuck happened. My my timeline kind of goes like I, last time I checked, my nigga went off to college. Years come back later, her nigga wasn't in college. Years go by now, I'm hearing nigga all fucked up. I don't know what happened in those gaps. Quite honestly, it's not even important to me. What's important to me is that motherfuckers is telling me that you down bad. And in all honesty, my nigga, I, I really hope you don't take offense to me talking to this, talking about this on the podcast. You know me. Niggas know I'm not doing this in no malicious intent or nothing like that. What I'm doing is giving you a direct, a direct, you know what I'm saying? Heads up that niggas is worried, bro. <coughs> Excuse me, niggas is worried, B. And I don't know how else to get, I don't know how else to say this shit. I, I can't beat around the bush and be like, oh yeah, nigga, how you, how's your day? No, fuck your day. Let me tell you what's going on in these streets. <laughs> Let me tell you what the fuck is going on in these DMs, my nigga. Niggas is acknowledging, bro, you fucked up. And I hate to see it, I hate to hear about it. I hate to hear the situation with your little bro. That he was my little nigga too. I hate the situation, period, for your family, bro. But at a certain point in time, I gotta admit, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Um, and at a certain point in time, I gotta admit that my nigga, I, I want you to get better. And how do I don't want you to keep doing this? Cause I've been hearing about this shit for the last three, four years now. It's it's it, nah. <laughs> like at a certain point in time, it's cool to fall off, but niggas gotta get back right. You know what I mean? Niggas gotta get back right, bro. So Vontae, bro, I love you, bro. And uh, all the friends of the show, man, we all rooting for you to get better, my nigga. Real talk. Hell of a motherfucking football player, I tell you that. Uh, moving on, man. <laughs> I was, hey, moving on, my nigga. <laughs> um, you know, I wasn't getting to a segment I made on a podcast called Shit Crazy. And and it's called how it's talking about how men have to just shut up and dribble. The reason why I say that is because oh, let me change this right fast. The reason why I say that is because I'm going to try my best to not generalize the women. But for the most part, I can't. <laughs> I, it, it'll be very hard for me to do so because for some strange reason, bro, I find it very hard. I find it very hard for my experience to really open up and explain my feelings to women. And it's not from a lack of attempts. It's not a lack of me not doing it. It's a lack of when I do it, the shit's not being reciprocated the way it's supposed to. Like if I if I, if I take the time to sit down and tell a woman how I'm really feeling, that's not supposed to get flipped on me. <laughs> like for some strange reason, women have this unique ability to deflect shit and reverse the you know, reverse the roles. Like for some, I'm, I'm I was dealing with this woman right. And, for, and I'm ashamed to say, I let this shit linger on for, what, eight years? Eight years, fam. Never was even like a full, like real committed relationship. But if I've been fucking you for eight years, you can claim me, goddamn. Put, put me on your taxes at this point. <laughs> you, you can do what the fuck you do, baby. I ain't going to deny it. I've been in that pussy for eight years. Come on now. But all the fucking aside. <laughs> I let this shit linger on for eight years, fam. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I was perfect. I, I, I didn't do shit. I didn't say shit. I did. I've made mistakes. I've apologized for those mistakes when they happened seven years ago. This particular woman, for some strange reason, she wants women want you to 
continue to apologize for the first fuck up, no matter how long ago it was, that shit's always fresh on their mind. And they never want to take accountability. Now, as a grown ass man, I never have a problem saying sorry. I never have a problem admitting to my fuck ups. Now, I will say I am a Leo. I am a stubborn bastard. So if I do fuck up, I may not apologize right away. I may let some weeks go by, some months go by. I got that shit fester. <laughs> I got to think upon that shit. And there's going to come a point in time to where if I think I was wrong, I have no problem admitting I was wrong, saying sorry, and trying my damnedest to move on. Women don't do that. Women don't do that. A woman to say she forgives you, she didn't. She's just like, she just more, she's just comfortable now having you in her space. That's all it really to be biding time for them to be more comfortable with giving you that ass. If they can give you that ass without feeling, you know what I'm saying, bad about it afterwards, it's go, it's go to it's green light game. We'll fit the green light game. But if they if they until they get that, you're gonna be in the hot seat. So if a woman says she forgave you, my nigga, she did. Just focus on yourself. <laughs> Just focus on yourself. But it, it blows my mind because if this sad woman, my nigga, I've literally tried my damnedest to explain to her the things she's done to that that I felt disrespected by. The things that she's do that she does that I don't like. But for some strange reason, I have to keep repeating this shit over and over again for eight fucking years. And it dawned upon me that it's not that I'm not saying these things. It's not that she's not hearing me. It's that she don't give a fuck. Women don't give a fuck about your feelings, B. They just want you to be present and in the moment. They don't really want you to divulge what's going on. Now, I don't want to say all because there is that there is that rare moment in time where you come across a woman who truly gives a fuck about you. And the women who truly give a fuck about you, they give a fuck about your mama. Your little brother, they make sure they get to school on time. You know what I'm saying? They go, they go have brunch with your mom on Sundays and shit. That's rare. That ain't all women. All women don't give a fuck about that. They just want you to be there for them. A hundred percent. Not 85. You can't be tired from work. They want you to be there for them and attentive to their needs. A hundred percent. And as a man, I have no problem doing that. But it's like, well, damn, what about me? Like, well, what the fuck am I to do? To why, why would I continue to fucking be there for you if I can't even tell you how the fuck I'm feeling? If I'm telling you how I feel, we live, we in a culture right now to where everybody talks about how, you know, it's so much going on inside of a black man. He has no one to run to. He has no one to talk to. I think women really need to take heed and appreciate when that happens for them. When a black man comes up to you and tells you and, and is vulnerable with you and, allow, and allows you into that space to, okay, identify what sets them off and what they do and dislike about your relationship, you got to take that shit and run with it. You can't let that shit go in one ear and out the other. Because uh, me personally, it don't matter how many times I done had sex with you. This particular woman, bro, we probably didn't fuck like at least 150 times. Probably more than that. I'm just, I'm just throwing a number out there. It don't matter how many times I had sex with you. It don't mean it don't matter how many times I didn't fail for the forgiveness trick. 
once I didn't, you know, opened up to you one time, one time, once I didn't opened up to you one time and you didn't take that shit in the proper way, or I felt you didn't take it in the proper way, I will never, ever try to divulge to anything serious with you because you've proven to me that you don't give a fuck about my feelings. And I'm not a super emotional nigga. Anybody know how I'm not a super emotional nigga. But I feel like once I live, my, I, I do set standards and boundaries. If those aren't met, then we can't rock. And if I can't sit there and let you know what the fuck I do uh, dislike and like, we can't move forward. And as the older I get, I'm realizing, bro, it's not an age gap with women thing. I've always dated older women. I've always dated that. When I was fucking, what, 17, 18 at Mo West, I was fucking with a 26-year-old. I've always messed with older women. And it's no difference. They get mad at the same shit. <laughs> like, there's really no difference. But the thing is that I learned as I get older is that our feelings really don't matter. They not really trying to hear that shit. I don't know if it's something about how motherfuckers was raised. I don't know what it is. I know there's certain things that a man's supposed to do and certain things a woman's supposed to do in their relationship. I don't know if the man expressing his values, his feelings and emotions is something that motherfuckers was raised to, uh, to accept. I truly don't. I think as we get, as time goes on, that'll become more and more normal. But I don't think at this point in time, the women are truly um, brought up to understand and appreciate a, a man's feelings and emotions. I, I truly don't think that's the case. So a lot of times, I, I don't even blame niggas. I don't even blame niggas when they do certain shit anymore because I understand that a lot of times niggas just be alone in that motherfucker. Niggas can fuck whoever they want to fuck, but a lot of times niggas be alone. The most loneliest nigga is a nigga who feel like he can't talk to nobody. That's, that's the loneliest nigga in the world. It can be everybody around. And let's say a nigga have a hundred women numbers in his phone. He can have a hundred nudes in his phone from a hundred different women. If he feel like he can't talk to you, baby, you, you playing yourself. And that and, and I hope for the women, for the lady friends of the show who's listening and watching this on watching this episode. The game I'm giving you is if you truly want to have a happy relationship, you have to take value into that man's emotion. No matter if that nigga hard body or not, he can be the toughest nigga on the block. He can be that nigga can watch mother me Titanic and not even get shaken up when the, when she push old boy off the motherfucking me uh debris. You know what I'm saying? When she push motherfucking me uh what's my boy name uh, uh Leonardo when she when he when she could just pull my nigga on. See every real nigga get see he get a little choked up about that. She's like she could just pull my nigga on, bitch. But even the niggas who look at that and be rock hard and don't even give a fuck, those niggas got emotions. They do. And if you truly want a happy, healthy relationship, ladies, invest in that man's emotions. Because I'm pretty sure that'll be the first time anyone's ever done it that wasn't his mom. <laughs> like, real talk. I'm just being real. It's sad that that's the way we live. It's sad that's, that's, that's the fucking life we chose. Or that's the life that's been depicted upon us. But yeah, men, are, men have to shut up and drip. That's truly how the fuck we have to live our life. And it's not fair. It's fucking depressing. It leads to fucking anxiety. It leads to fucking trust issues. If I can't, if I can open up and tell you how the fuck my day really going, how can I trust you to have my back? Because you don't even know what mind state I'm in. 
You don't even know what the fuck I'm bringing to the table because you gonna have my back and you don't know what the fuck's going on. It's just something you gotta think about, B. <laughs> it's just something you gotta think about, ladies. Real motherfucking talk. Um, but moving on, man. Damn, shit kind of got me choked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with y'all, man. And once again, like I mentioned, top of the episode, man, we got a new camera angle for the people that's watching at OGS TV. Um, go ahead, ring that bell, subscribe, all the good shit to YouTube, and say leave a comment, all that shit, leave a like, all that. Um, we got a new camera angle. Let me know um, in the comment section on my DMs. Have fuck want to reach out to me? If you like the new camera angle, I thought, uh, a lot of y'all see I like the new set. I appreciate y'all much, salute for that. I put a lot. Of, a lot of thought into how the fuck I'm gonna have this set up, man. I ain't wanna look kind of stupid. Um, but hopefully this new camera angle, like I said earlier, can fucking um be a add new little twist to them up for me episode as well. Um, but moving on, you know, I want to get into um TI. You know, is TI the real king of the south? <laughs> like honestly, is TI the real king of the south? You know, the reason why I bring this up is because I'm not, as I told y'all all then are all of phase one. I'm not a big Charleston White guy. I don't support shit Charleston White do. I don't find a nigga funny at all. Like, I've never seen something Charleston White and Chuck. I'm, I'm just being real. But there's this there's this uh, this thing with Charleston White and T.I. They got this little beef going on. So where I've seen the videos, I haven't clicked on them and watched them. I've seen the headlines tagged to them. So I don't know the true answer out of the situation. But pretty much all I know is that the most important thing is that something – took place to where Charleston White ultimately ended up threatening fucking uh, T.I. and his son. So he'll do this and do that to T.I.'s son and shit like that. And I told I told you, I don't have kids, right? And I think that's kind of a good thing because a lot of the shit that I see taking place with these celebrities and what they allow or disrespect they allow to uh, take place with their family and things of that nature, it kind of goes back to some of Pope Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian and Kanye West situation. That man went and got Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's kid's name tattooed on him. Now, to me, that's ultimate disrespect. There's no, there's, there's no talking this out. There's no hashness out over a cup of coffee. There's none of that shit. My nigga, you got to get the beats. You got to get the beats with a side of ass kicking. That's a lot of fucking physicality, my nigga. <laughs> that's a lot of physicality. The beats with a side of ass kicking? Come on, man. If you really, if you, if you really talking about letting the GDs in the dough like Kanye was, that's my initial response. You gotta get your ass whooped. I'm on some Matt Barnes shit. I'm hopping gates. I'm driving 85 miles. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm doing the damn just to get to you, my nigga. But with this Ti situation, and let me let me see, let me lean back a little bit because I gotta I gotta get into this a little bit because I'm a little bit I'm a little bit taken aback about this. You know this Ti situation. Is it's quite different, man. And the reason why it's different to me is because throwing the whole gangster rapper shit out the window at a certain point in time, your image is it don't matter no more. At a certain point in time, the public's opinion doesn't matter anymore. I would think the only thing that matters in that specific moment. Is the opinions of your wife, your son, and your other kids. There's a, literally a man on video threatening and saying all this. Now, whether you take the nigga serious or not is up to you. I'm not sitting there saying I take the nigga Charleston White serious. I think the nigga's a troll. 
And I think any nigga who's a troll, who's a grown ass man, is sad. I don't think it's funny when I see grown ass men trolling. Like my nigga, you're, you're lame. I thought the niggas who was kids was lame who did the shit. When you a grown ass man doing the shit, you kind of just making me sick. Especially when your eyes look like that, you kind of just making me sick. But the T.I. situation, no matter if we're taking the man serious or not, it's not my business. So when I see T.I. making a video and he's mad that people didn't come to his defense and, 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 and side with him and, and, and go against Charleston White, it just made me laugh. Because, nigga, that's your kid. Is you the king of the South or not? The fuck you want me to do? Why you got why you asking for help when it's another grown ass man threatening your family? Fuck you want me to do? You better go handle your fucking business. No matter if you want to handle this amicably, violently, however the fuck you see fit, Clifford. However the fuck you see fit. That ain't got shit to do with us. We just fans of the music. I like my top back, my seat down low. Rubber band, man. You know what I'm saying? It ain't tricking if you got it. I like the music, my nigga. I don't give a fuck about what this nigga said about your kids. I don't even like your son like that. Nigga, you ain't like you Master P.S. Lil' Romeo or something. I don't even like your fucking son like that, B. But it's just like... It's just like... What is this man asking for help from the public for? Why are you asking for help? You need to be trying to get the location on this nigga. This nigga T.I. was talking about. <laughs> this nigga T.I. talking about some, there was no, uh, the, the, the city officials. This nigga asked for the city officials. This nigga asked for the heads of all the charities he donated to. What the fuck you want us to do? He asked for niggas in hip-hop. He want niggas to get on Instagram and just post a picture talking about I stand with T.I. What the fuck you want us to do, Cliff? That's not our kid. We waiting to see what the fuck you gonna do. We didn't. We didn't we didn't, you know, ask for help. Not the nigga that got locked up and caught with all them army guns. Not him. Not the nigga who's beefing with Luda. Not him. Not the nigga who's beefing with Lil Flip and, and punches was thrown. Not him. Not the nigga opened up all these trap museums and trap restaurants. Not this nigga. Not. That's the nigga that's asking the public for help because a cockeyed nigga threatened his family. What the fuck you want us to do, bro? Like, I, I just don't get niggas, man. I just don't get niggas. I get, I tell niggas all the time, B. It comes a certain point in time to no matter how much of that tough shit you pulling, and how, no matter how much of that. You know what I'm saying? That gangster gang banging shit. Niggas be spewing out. No matter how many pictures you posting with your gun. No matter how many times you do that shit, my nigga. It's going to be a time where your car get pulled. And niggas is going to be saying, what you going to do? Everybody got to go up to bat, bro. Everybody got to go up to bat. No matter the situation. If you think you're going to live this life without niggas pull, trying to test you and pull your car, you you, you fooling yourself. Cause that that though that's when shit become more tragic. Cause you thought the shit never happened. The niggas who know that shit that can happen to them, be on point, be on guard, and and, and respond accordingly. Like I said, I'm not I'm not pushing for violence. I'm not saying Ti go murk that nigga. I ain't saying none of that shit. Let me make that very motherfucking clear. I'm not saying do anything. 
I'm not telling you what to do, my nigga. I ain't saying shit. What I'm saying is, don't ask me for help because a nigga said, fuck your kids. Because <laughs> a nigga said he going to do this and do that to your kids. Don't ask me for help. <laughs> I don't got shit to do with that, my nigga. It's just funny to me that that's the game that motherfuckers play. You can't do, you can't talk all that bullshit, that, that, that I'm a king shit. You can't do none of that. You can't do none of that. And then turn around with a nigga say this and that about your kid, no matter how out of bounds it is, and be on, on, on fucking camera asking for help. Mad that motherfuckers ain't get on Instagram and make a post saying I stand with T.I. Come on, my nigga. Like, like, like I don't get hip-hop no more, man. I, I, I don't. I told y'all 50 Cent was the last true gangster rapper. All these niggas after that, man, I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine 50 asking niggas for help because a nigga was talking shit. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it. I know if that was if T.I. was my homeboy, I'd be I'd be getting on his ass right now. Like my nigga, what the fuck you looking? You asking the word? You asking strangers? You asking strangers for help? Cause that nigga say he gonna do this and that to your son. <laughs> I don't get these niggas, B. <laughs> I truly motherfucking don't get these niggas, man. Um, moving on. You know, I want to get into. I want to get into the baby versus Jada Pinkett. Who did it better? Now, for those who don't understand that, I'm, I'm going to break it down. You know, as I was on hiatus, bro, as I was taking my, my vacation, let's just call it a vacation. I kind of like saying hiatus because I was going to do some shit. <laughs> as I was taking my vacation, my leave from the podcast, there was this, there was this um, wave of social media posts I was seeing talking negatively about the baby. And it's crazy because the baby was like, like the biggest rapper not named Drake Kendrick, you know what I'm saying? J. Cole, what, like two, three years ago? Probably two years ago. I'm not me personally, I'm not surprised the baby fell off like that. His music was always, I don't want to say his music wasn't gimmicky. His performance was gimmicky, if that makes sense to you. Like, to me, he was always Simon saying the same shit. I'm fucking this bitch from the back, pouring her hair. Let's go. <laughs> That's literally everything the baby said in every song. But his performance, although it was a good performance, bringing out the high school bands and cheerleaders and track stars and shit, good. It's a good homecoming. It was a good HBCU performance every time with, with the baby. And you love to see it. But that shit can only go for so long. You know, especially when all your music sound the fucking same, produced by the same nigga, all that shit. You need to get a fucking Drake beat at this point, my nigga. But I wasn't surprised the baby fell off like that. What I was surprised by is just how fast people turned on the baby and the reasons why they turned on the baby. Now, to, to, my, to, my, to my point, I tell people all the time, bro, I love music. But I don't give a fuck about these artists like that. I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, my favorite rapper is 50 Cent. But that shit happened when I was a kid. Any nigga after that, I'm not into their life like that. I don't really give a fuck about them as a person like that. It's just strictly music. It's not even a... It's like, it, it, like with sports, I kind of get into the nigga's personal life a little bit. But with music, I mean, fuck no. Any nigga can make a fucking song. 
anything can make a fucking song and it take off. So I've never looked at rappers and entertainers like that. But with the baby, it feels like people turned on the baby because it felt like his old Tory Lanez connection. That's kind of where I thought I, I was seeing it when I remember like when whole Tory Lanez and Megan Stein shit kicked off. He was still doing songs with Tory, you know, some in his videos and shit like that. That's kind of where I thought the shit started from. But if that's the case, fam, it don't make sense to why he, he's getting the blackball treatment. And I'm not going to say the dude getting blackball because, like I said, I seen this nigga fall off coming soon because of the style of music he made and the way he performed his music. I didn't see that shit going into a fucking 10-year run of the baby. I didn't. It was a lot of antics involved. So I, I'm not surprised the nigga album sales has dropped dramatically. What I'm surprised that is it seems like not only does album sales drop dramatically, but it's like he's no longer part of the cool kids club. Like I remember when the baby first came out, all the bitches want to fuck the baby. All the bitches were saying, let's go. Like all the bitches want to fuck the baby. But now them same women is saying how corny this nigga is. Like when his his album dropped, right? Of course, I try. I try to listen to it. I tried to. I had to turn it off because I didn't know if I was to the same song twelve times, or I was just high and tripping. So I just turned this shit off because I said, "No, I'm pretty sure it's the same damn song twelve times." But when his album dropped, there was this lyric he was talking about Megan Thee Stallion, talking about how he smashed Megan Thee Stallion the day before Tory Lanez allegedly shot her and shit like that. We still don't know if the nigga shot her or not. Like uh, the court date is supposed to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. If she lied about that, my nigga, we gotta get Megan up out of here. If she lied about that, as of right now, I'm still riding with her. You know, I still fuck Tory Lanez. But I, I would think that shit would be wrapped up by now. I'm be honest with you. That shit happened like dinner three years ago. And if dude really shot her in front of witnesses. Why the fuck he got three albums out later? He didn't put out like three or four albums since then. But I'm going to wait and see. But if she lying, I'm on her ass. But with the baby saying he, he slept with Megan Stallion the day before that. And everybody was calling the man corny. Granted, it's corny. I never thought a nigga, you know, bragging about what he did with a woman. I never thought that was cool. Do I want to hear about it? I mean, yeah, nigga, tell me. <laughs> I'm all ears, nigga. Megan got a fat ass, nigga. Was it going crazy? Is it everything we imagined? <laughs> but telling me about it, nah, that's kind of corny. I ain't asking you for it, so don't tell me about it. But I don't understand how the baby is such a bad guy for telling us something we already knew. Who didn't think they was he was smashing Megan and Stallion when they was running around? He was the he was the hot new male artist. He was the hot new female artist. They both rap about fucking and getting fucked. Why wouldn't we think they was fucking? I know I did. So this wasn't breaking news to Hatch. I truly didn't give a fuck. I thought we all knew that shit. But everybody called the baby corny. So news comes out about Jada Pinkett Smith. Nothing that we don't already know, but just more, you know, cherry on top. News comes out about Jada Pinkett Smith, right? It comes out that Jada Pinkett Smith is writing a memoir book about her life. <clears throat> in said book, in said book, she would be discussing 
her relationship with Tupac. I'm repeat that. <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith is writing a memoir book. And in said book, she will be discussing her relationship with Tupac Shakur, a nigga who's been dead almost all my whole life, if not my entire fucking life. I'm 27 years old. I was born in 1995. If I'm not mistaken, that nigga died when he was murdered with 94. Either 94, in 94 or 96 range, Tupac was killed. That man has been dead damn near 30 years. Jada Pinkett Smith has been living off fucking with Tupac for the last 40 years, and she's married to Will Smith. You can't tell me shit about Jada Pinkett as an actor. She ain't really did shit as an actor worth talking about in the last 20 years, my nigga. Call a spade a fucking spade. Yeah, she was in that, in that Matrix, in that new Matrix. That shit was bullshit. She probably did some voiceover work. That shit was bullshit. Jada Pinkett Smith ain't been in a fucking acting role that it had everybody that had knocked people's shoes off their fucking feet and they said, sad off, my nigga. Since don't be a menace, my nigga. She ain't did shit working-wise that's worth talking about. She's been getting by off being Will Smith's wife, too. And number one, talking about fucking around with Tupac. Why she don't get the same energy the baby get? At least the girl, he said he fucking still out here twerking and throwing that big motherfucker. At least she still got sex appeal. She's still breathing. Jada Pinkett Smith is writing memoirs and shit about fucking with Tupac. Tupac? Tupac? Come on. Dude, I'm sick of this shit. And I, and I and also I'm sick of this shit. Because this shit is not fair, dog. This nigga the baby is getting killed by telling the world he fucked Megan and stuff. Nigga, that's Megan the Stallion. Damn near 98% of all men wanted to fuck Megan the Stallion. So I kind of get it. I got an album coming out. She's still popping. That ass still fat. I get it. Is it corny? Yes. Have I seen it happen before? Yes. I'm surprised it ain't a sex tape leak at this motherfucking point. I done seen this shit happen before. But for Jada Pinkett Smith to continuously get a pass, Continuously to make this shit headline news every time she opened her fucking mouth about her relationship with Tupac. That shit is sick. That shit is corny. That shit is lame as fuck. Especially when she got a fucking husband that everybody loved until he slapped the nigga. Until Will Smith slapped that nigga, everybody loved Will Smith. Everybody loved Will Smith. And she still was talking about Tupac. Her fucking kids is writing letters to Tupac. As of do, 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 <laughs> like do her kids, her she talks about Tupac so much in, in the relationship that they had. Her kids write letters to the nigga. Like y'all, 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 dude, I don't get it. At a certain point in time, this shit gotta stop. We call these motherfuckers just talking about Irv Gotti. They on Irv Gotti ass right now, but talking about how he used to fuck with Ashanti. Everybody talking about how old that shit was. I agree. 
It's old as fuck. He sounds obsessed. But what the fuck does Jada Pinkett sound? We just gonna say, oh, Tupac had that dope dick, huh? Pause. <laughs> we just gonna say that. We just gonna say that. But when nigga Irv Guy talking about how Ashanti, who's still fucking fine as fuck, who looks better now than she did back then, who's on Instagram every fucking couple days showing her thighs, I like the pics. Irv Gotti can't talk about how he used to fuck her. But Jada Pinkett Smith, who, who said on record that she wasn't even fucking with Tupac like that, they were just cool. Do we believe that? The nigga who made I get around? Do we believe that nigga who had thug life on his fucking stomach wasn't fucking Jada Pinkett Smith? Come on, man. I seen what she did and don't be a menace. I seen, I seen what she did and don't be a menace. I seen what she did in Matrix. She was fucking everybody in the, in the movies. She fucked Tupac. Allegedly. I ain't trying to get sued. That nigga dead. Man, he can't, well, she can sue. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> but it's like, for real, it's like, how did she get a pass for this corny behavior? She's making money off this shit. She's been making money off this shit. Like I said, she ain't made a fucking movie in the last 20 years motherfuckers give a damn about. Real talk. And it's just, I don't know whether or not to salute the shit or hate the shit at this point. Like, real talk. Because everybody's everybody's jealous when they see motherfuckers getting their shit off. And don't get no consequences. Everybody's jealous when they see, at least I am. Let me just speak for myself. I'm jealous when I see motherfuckers be able to do whatever the fuck they want in their relationships. Because I can't get that shit off. Especially when she not the breadwinner. You got fucking Tom Brady getting divorced from Giselle right now. Will Smith still in that motherfucker. He's still sticking beside his woman. He's still going to be at her fucking book signing events when she released his memoir about her and Tupac. Like, this shit crazy, man. I get mad at the at the movie companies and shit like that. When they keep releasing all these shows and movies about who killed Tupac and Tupac versus Biggie, I get mad at that shit because they making a buck, a bang off they buck over some dead men, and those families don't be able to see none of that shit. I'm at the point where I feel the exact same way about Jada Pinkett Smith. She done made so much money, so much headlines, even if it's not direct money. She done made indirect money off talking about fucking Tupac. I'm tired of shit. Let the dead be the dead. I don't want to hear about the day he kissed your cheeks, the, the, the day he hugged you and held your hand, walked you home from the bus. I don't give a fuck. I don't even. I don't care if you tell us in his memoir he crashed you like an egg on your mama on your mama bed. I don't even give a fuck about that. It's sick. It's lame. It's corny. The same energy we give Irv Gotti and fucking the baby, we need to give Jada Pinkett fucking Smith. You got a whole fucking husband. Who just damn near threw his fucking career down a drain, sticking up for your Mojo Jojo looking ass. And you still back to this same bullshit. Like I said earlier in the beginning of the show, man, men just have to shut up and dribble. We don't run shit no more fucking more. This shit is ridiculous. <laughs> this shit is motherfucking ridiculous, my nigga. Um, but moving on, man. Let's go ahead and get into. Let me come back up here. I got a little too comfortable in this motherfucker. I, I leaned back on my motherfucking couch and shit. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and get into Brett Ford. You know, I promised that I would talk about this 
last week on the podcast. You know, the question is, does Brett Favre own the new media too? And that's a serious question because Brett Favre has always been a quote-unquote media darling. And the reason why I say it is because he was like the quarterback. Oh, he jumped into his offensive lineman's hands. He He's a kid playing the playground. He jumped the plays in the dirt. Like, there was an infinity for Brett Favre. Now, was he a great quarterback? Absolutely. He had turned that bitch over, but he was a great quarterback. I would love to have Brett Favre as a quarterback. And that says a lot as a Bears fan saying that about a Green Bay Packers Minnesota Vikings quarterback. But as great as Brett Favre is, one thing you can't deny is that Brett Favre is a piece of shit. I remember when Brett Favre went to the Jets and he had that whole sexting scandal with the woman. I think she was a trainer at a Jets. She's some woman in the Jets organization. He had a sexting scandal. We were sending pictures of his dick. That, that pink dick. He was sending pictures of it to women in the, in the Jets organization. They got swept under the rug. He never that, that shit never stopped him from getting to the Hall of Fame. That shit was in the news on First Hay and on Cold Pizza and all that shit for a day or two. Swept under the rug. Brett Favre got drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. He got traded a year or two later to the Packers. Why would you think that happened? That doesn't happen. Like, nigga, like, Brett Favre don't get traded. The second he don't get traded, you know what I'm saying, a year later into his first contract. Why did that happen? Because the nigga was in the bars and shit in Atlanta getting a drinking problem. Swept under the rug. Never was brought up. Brett Favre's in the, in the news now. And, I, and, and Grant, those things before, even the whole sexting situation, I never got on his ass like that because I didn't send a few dick pics myself. I stay sending nut videos. Uh, uh, I'm, in the, I'm in the action. Here you go. Like That's my thing. <laughs> that's my get down. <laughs> so I never killed him too bad about that. But I seen he was getting away with shit. Brent Favre is in the news now for allegedly stealing $5 million from poor people in the state of Minnesota. When I say that, I'm talking about the people who get benefits, EBT, you know what I'm saying, any government aid, state aid, Brett Favre was getting getting shit funneled to him to build a motherfucking uh, 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 facility at his, for his, his, uh, his, his daughter's college uh, fucking volleyball or some bullshit like that. Grant, this nigga Brett Favre is worth a hundred million dollars. This nigga said this nigga selling Wrangler jeans, my nigga. This nigga got the copper fit fucking wristbands and leg sleeves and shit like that. Brett Favre is Brett fucking Favre. So for Brett Favre to be tangled tight, uh, tangled into this shit, this is some sick shit. Because in case you didn't hear what the fuck I said, Brett Favre is worth a hundred million dollars. Anybody who's even broke, who's who's just who got a regular living paycheck to paycheck, that person who will steal money 
from the government aid from the poorest people in the state is a piece of shit. So what do you think about the nigga who's worth a hundred million dollars? This nigga just took five million dollars of money that could be gave to poor people. When people getting denied those benefits, it's hard to even get accepted on those benefits. And Brett Favre stole five million dollars allegedly. The reason why I said allegedly is because at this moment, no charges have been filed against Brett Favre. No charges. No charges. He's good right now. He's at the crib chilling. When everybody know he did this shit. The people who he, who he was in direct contact with about getting the money to him have already pled guilty. But Brett Favre ain't got shit. Brett Favre ain't got a motherfucking thing. Now you can dive into the whole white privilege thing and things like that, obviously. But what I want to get into is the new media. Because that's a topic that's been big as well. You got the old media, which you, which an example would be the Stephen A. Smiths, you know what I'm saying? The uh, Colin Cowherds, the Nick Rice, the Chris Broussard, Skip Bailey, Shannon Sharps. It's fucked up. Shannon Sharp is classified as, as, as old media, but he is. The new media would be the now former players. Like I said, Shannon Sharp is a former player, but I guess it's a generational gap. I don't fucking know. But pretty much from what I see, the new media is just former fucking players. The Draymond Greens, the J.J. Reddicks, the Matt Barnes, Steven Jacksons, the Pivot Podcast, the what's the shit called? Uh, I Am Athlete. Those are the niggas who's calling themselves the new media. Okay. I fuck with it. I like a lot of you guys. Draymond Green, Stephen A. Smith. I mean, uh, Steve, uh, Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes, uh, Ryan Clarks. I fuck with y'all niggas. Always have. I was a fan of you guys as players. I like you guys' personality, so of course I'm going to gravitate towards you, your content. But <laughs> if you're going to call yourself the new media, you got to do something new. You got to shake this shit up. You ain't doing shit with the old media is doing. Why y'all ain't talking about breath off? Why ain't I talking about breath off? Because if I was looking for motherfuckers to sweep this shit under the rug, I just keep listening to ESPN all day. I just keep listening to Fox Sports all day. You niggas supposed to be new media. You niggas supposed to be setting the ground barriers. So we all under the we can all uh, agree that Brett Favre had old me in the chokehold. He had them in his back pocket. John Madden was was in his back pocket. He didn't want Brett Favre ass up. So we can all agree that that took place. Can we also agree that he also owned the new media as well? Because I don't hear you niggas talking about it. I don't hear you niggas talking about Brett Favre, especially from when 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 some shit like this go down, when niggas stealing money from people of poverty. And we know what the people poverty is. Black, browns, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and the super poor white folks. We know what the poverty is. A lot of us look like me. Look like us. Look like the quarterback of the Cowboys. The quarterback of the Ravens. The, the, the corners for the Giants. Jets, Steelers. Packers. Them niggas, you niggas is black. You niggas was once broke. You niggas was eating oozing noodles for dinner at one point in time. 
So to know that Brett Favre is taking money from those people, allegedly, why you niggas ain't talking about it? You got fucking the Pivot Podcast. They just took their ass to all 32 training camps. You got Pat McAfee ass out there at training camps kicking balls. I don't give a fuck about what happened. Why, why the coach ain't go? Why he went for two? Talk about Brett Favre. I don't give a damn about the, the bullshit sack uh, against the fucking uh, against the Buccaneers. Talk about Brett Favre. Because when Brett Favre gets mentioned, you don't talk about the bad shit with Brett Favre. You know what you say? Super Bowl winning Brett Favre. MVP Brett Favre. Hall of Fame Brett Favre. Wrangler jeans Brett Favre. Copper fit, whatever the fuck it is, Brett Favre. That's what you heard. You don't hear about the sexting. You don't hear about the drinking problem. You don't hear about how he was an asshole to his teammates. You don't hear about how that nigga kept retiring and unretiring and retiring and unretiring and fucking up the cash flow for his teammates. You don't hear about that. You know you heard when you, we talk about Michael Vick, though? Dog fighting. That was you heard about when you talk about Michael Vick. And he wasn't even that was dog fighting. It was his brother. It wasn't even him. But Michael Vick can't do shit. Michael Vick can't save an old lady walking across the street without somebody talking about that dog fighting shit. I got a dog. Love my dog to pieces. But do I give a fuck about dog fighting? No. And Michael Vick got to wear that jacket. But he ain't never been uh, soliciting his dick to women in, 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 in professional organizations. They killed Deshaun Watson ass. Deshaun Watson get killed every motherfucking week. It's dying down now because motherfuckers is playing football and Jacoby Brissett kind of had, you know, keeping shit afloat. But he went through hell. Niggas don't talk about what Brett Favre did. So as new media, do we own you as well? Because y'all niggas, y'all niggas puffing y'all chest out so much to be called new media, you niggas ain't doing shit but the same silly shit old media is doing. Sweeping shit under the rug and focusing on the highlight plays. Mm-hmm. Same shit. So if you want to get the credit for being some new niggas on the block, do some new shit then. But until then, you just you just a bunch of motherfucking talking heads who just want to be on TV. Real motherfucking talk. From me to the to the friends of the show, fuck Brett Favre. There's nothing you can tell me that can explain a nigga taking money from the pool. This nigga was he was the reverse Robin Hood. This nigga was rich, taken from the pool. Give it to the rich. And niggas ain't talking about this. But niggas want to talk about fucking Eddie Robinson not wanting to get Deion Sanders all the love in the world because them two black men going at each other. That's what niggas want to talk about. But they don't want to talk about the white man who's stealing millions of dollars. Few hundred dollars, I wouldn't say that shit. Few hundred K, I wouldn't say that shit. A few million? All right, man. <laughs> okay, my nigga. But you see how they you, you see how they not talking about Brett Favre? Let's get into the next topic, man. Let's get to Draymond Green. Because what they all talking about. You can't fucking turn on a fucking channel and they not talking about Draymond Green. Draymond Green in the hands of steel. The punch heard around the world. Or should I say the punch seen around the world? This shit happened, what, right after the, the episode came out? Like, 
it had to be the day before, I mean, the day after or, you know, the day of the podcast. Draymond Green, for the people who don't know, power forward for the uh, Gold State Warriors, four-time champion. He knocked Jordan Poole ass clean the fuck out. I don't give a fuck what they say. I seen the video. That nigga was knocked out. Now, when the story first broke, they say, you know, he took a swung at Jordan Poole. They didn't say he connected. They say he took a swung at Jordan Poole. Which was, you know, it, it is what it is. But the next day, they say he hit Jordan Poole pretty hard. <laughs> they say he damn near knocked him out. But they said he wasn't hurt. The next day, the tape come out. In the tape, you see Draymond Green walk over there getting Jordan Poole face. Jordan Poole pushed uh, Draymond Green. For some strange reason, Jordan Poole allowed Draymond Green to get in his face. And once he pushed Draymond Green, he thought that was the end of it. No. <laughs> no. The end of it was your ass on the ground. Draymond Green hauled off and hit that nigga. Is he fucked up? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been on many teams. I've been on in many uh in many altercations with teammates. I don't think off the top of my head I've ever fought one of my teammates, and specifically in regards to it in that in a team setting. Have I fought teammates before on some other shit? Yeah. It wasn't in season, it was just on, on some regular deckers. These are my niggas. But I fought friends before. And I guess what makes it bad is the is the video. The video does look crazy. But I'm under the belief that the video is only released to make Draymond Green look bad because they don't want to have to pay that man $100 million. People talking about find the person who leaked the video. The Warriors know exactly who leaked the video. Nigga, it was Bob Myers. <laughs> Nigga, it was Joe Lacob and them. Nigga, Steve Kerr and them. It was all in the group chat. They, they, they downloaded the video all together. I don't believe it's a leak because... There's only so many people on the video on the video staff anyway. And you can't sit here and tell me that this isn't screaming similarities to the whole email Udoka situation. Now I'm not saying you know the whole you know people sleeping with each other, but how uh, information is being leaked to the public by the organization. Because the email Udoka shit was leaked to make him look bad, in my personal opinion. To make him look bad, to get ahead of this shit, so they can make sure they cast all responsibility and blame on Ime Udoka if some shit were to come out in a few years. That's what I. That's what honestly what I think. And with Draymond Green, everybody knows he's going to be up for a contract extension next year. You can opt out of his shit. So with that being said, when you got to pay Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, and fucking Jordan Poole, it's easier. Now that this has been done, to put this out there to the public, so once it's time to pay niggas and he got his hand out, and you just get that nigga five, nobody's looking at you crazy. Because if the Warriors decided not to pay Draymond Green after he's been the heartbeat and soul of the team for the last decade, after he's been a fucking uh, uh, um, uh, pivotal contributor to all four championships and damn near five, motherfuckers look at them crazy. They wouldn't be getting looked at as the high pristine organization that they have um, developed over the last couple years. So I personally think they leaked the video on purpose. Is it right or wrong? I don't really give a fuck. You, you put yourself in that situation to punch that man. Now, if you're going to think about, you know, the the uh, 
the privacy and what happens in the locker room or happens at practice stays at practice. As a former athlete, I understand that. But I also understand that sometimes when you do certain shit, it's out of your hands, man. Because, yeah, they, they the video didn't have to come out, but it came out. It is what it is. You, It wouldn't have been no video if it wasn't a punch. That's just a fact. So it blows my mind the amount of coverage that the Draymond Green shit is getting. I get basketball season's fresh and, you know, rain night coming back. It's going to be awkward and things like that. I don't think the situation is as bad as people starting to, is trying to make it out to be. Um, like I said, he did knock that nigga out. But I don't think it's going to be something that they all can't play through. Now, do I think that he's going to eventually be out of Golden State? Yeah. But I thought, I thought that before he punched the nigga. I don't think this punch is changing anything for the Warriors. Because the the fucking the um the uh the seats at the table have already begun to shift. If this was a year or two ago, it'd have been different. We've already seen Jordan Poole go crazy all last season. You gotta remember Clay Thompson was hurt basically all last season for it. That was Jordan Poole out there with Steph. So Jordan Poole was already getting put to the big kids' table. So it was like after he went and he after he did in the playoffs and after he did in the finals and shit like that. He's already on the, he's a big dog now. So I don't think that this is really gonna change nothing. I already think the the Warriors organization already made their mind up that Draymond was gonna be the odd man left out. Maybe if Andrew Wiggins fell completely off of this season or something like that, maybe. But after the performance that Draymond Green gave in the finals, he was already a triple single type nigga. At this point, you, you're in your mid-30s. Yeah, you're going to be the odd man out anyway. But it's the media coverage that's getting on my nerves about this shit. Because every day since then, this is all you've been hearing about. When still, nobody's talking about Brett Favre. It ain't like Brett Favre went away. Brett Favre just released a statement, what, two days ago? How that nigga said the media is, is lying on him. So not only is y'all not talking about the story, this nigga said it's y'all fault, and y'all still ain't saying shit. But y'all mad about Draymond Green not getting suspended? Why the fuck you thinking Draymond Green finna get suspended when Aaron Donald just had two helmets in his hand at a joint practice swinging on niggas? Why would you think Draymond Green gonna be suspended? What happens at practice stays at practice. When you start policing what niggas doing at practice, my nigga, you gonna have, you gonna you gonna fuck up a lot of shit. Because when where is the sanctuary for players now? They already said they finna start uh, announce. I just saying that they announced that they finna let the media back into the locker rooms before and after games. What the for fucking what? They ain't no talking going on. You just want to be nosy. It goes and says too much information being released nowadays. Everything is everybody's business. We shouldn't have known Eme Udoka was fucking that white woman. We shouldn't have known that Draymond Green knocked Jordan Poole ass out. We shouldn't have seen it, I guess. We see, we, we know about Michael Jordan hitting Steve Kerr. We ain't see the shit. We ain't see the shit. You tell me what no video then? I'm pretty fucking sure some video of that shit then. It's cameras in every training facility, especially how grainy the fucking video was of Draymond Green. You can't see. You're not going to sit here and tell me, my nigga, that the original footage of that shit 
wasn't in 4K. Nigga, it's 2022. That video looks like that because it was supposed to look like that. That was some shit that was stripped, record that was recorded off the fucking monitors, my nigga. That's what the fuck was going on with that. But everybody's talking about Draymond Green, who's a member of the new media. He's a member of the new media. Everybody talking about Dre. But ain't nobody talking about Brad Ford. That's the life we live. <laughs> That's the life we live. The big black nigga from Saginaw, Michigan, gonna get talked about a whole lot more than the, than, than the big white man from fucking Minnesota. <laughs> shit crazy, ain't it? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this life shit, it, this life shit not too hard, man. Niggas be making this shit way harder than what it is. All you gotta do is look at shit, peep game, and just adjust accordingly. You gotta understand, Dre. When you punch a nigga, your hand, your hands are, are now considered hands of steel. No matter if you ain't bust up and you ain't bust that nigga lip or not. Hands of steel, aggressive. You a criminal now in, in the white folks' eyes, boy. It's fucked up. When a real criminal just took five million dollars from the poor folks and ain't got a charge, and ain't got a charge pressed against them. But fucking Devontae Adams, but fucking Devontae Adams just pushed a fucking photographer. And he got fucking misdemeanor charge pressed against him. <laughs> this shit crazy, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> Real talk. Um, before we wrap the podcast up, man, I want to give a quick recap, bro. Before that, before I started recording, I um I watched the Redeem Team documentary on Netflix. Pretty fucking good. Um, I, I did push it off like a week or two. Uh, I didn't want to watch it as soon as it dropped because me personally, bro. I knew all that shit already. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people did because that was our era. The Redeem Team is my era, though. You talk about the Dream Team, yeah, they had Magic, Jordan, and Bird. Okay, okay that's all I know. They had Charles Barkley was the leading scorer and all that, but I don't give a fuck about the man like that. I'm a 90s baby. Give a fuck about the 80s, bro. Don't talk to me shit about no 80s players. Although that shit was a 92, I believe. <laughs> but I, I knew everything about the Redeemed team already. To me, they honestly left a lot of shit out. That should have been like a little docu-series or something that's still like an hour and 30 minutes. But it was a good, it was good. I honestly think it was more so a tribute to Kobe that it was more of a, a Redeemed team type doc because the point of that was how Kobe brought USA basketball back. It's hard watching anything about Kobe because it's still – it's not that it don't feel real. My nigga's definitely dead. You see, I got the picture of him and Gigi on – him holding Gigi in the back. I got the mom mentality book behind me. I literally have a table fucking full of Kobe Bryant, um, like those mag- New York Times and the L.A. Times, those magazines that dropped when he died, those fucking basically obituaries. I have a table full of those motherfuckers. I love Kobe Bryant. So it's not that it's hard to believe that my nigga dead. My nigga's dead. It's just when you see Kobe, bro, it really makes me, it, it really makes me want to be missed and love the way Kobe is. It's sad that people got to die to get this level of, 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 of admiration or admiration, admiration. 
but it's 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 beautiful to see just how much he impacted everybody, my nigga. Like people say they don't fuck with LeBron, bro. This is another reason why you gotta fuck with LeBron. You can't imagine MJ doing some shit like that. You can't. And I'm not talking about for, I'm talking about for anybody that could that be considered a contemporary. I, you can't imagine fucking uh, 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 MJ doing that for fucking Isaiah Thomas and them back then. Magic Johnson and them niggas back then. You just can't. I can't imagine Kobe doing that shit uh, his his playing days for LeBron, for KD, for a Shaq. I can't, I can't see it. For, for LeBron to be for LeBron to put this shit together, bro, and to know that the, the main I, um the main tone of this documentary was gonna be praising and Kobe Bryant, heaping Kobe Bryant back into that GOAT conversation. Because people don't talk about how he did that for Team USA. You see Skip Bellas talking about what fuck Kevin Durant did for Team USA, but you don't never hear nobody talk about Kobe brought them niggas back. Them niggas was losing the FIBA World Games before Kobe got there. LeBron was losing in the Olympics before, Le- before Kobe got there. That's a fact. Kobe the nigga hit the shot and told the nigga shut the fuck up. But it's like watching this doc, bro. It really just it, it really just makes you understand that you can have an impact on people's lives, man, and you don't even know it. Like, there's no way I can you can tell me Kobe knew that this many people would still be impacted by it. like this. I ain't talking about you know because niggas in the NBA history die all the time, bro. Bill Russell died. Rest in peace to Bill Russell. Bill Russell's dead. He got the they got the number six passion shit like that. I'm pretty sure opening night you are gonna hear about it. I'm pretty sure every time the Boston Celtics play, you gonna hear about it. Anytime somebody get close to a record, it's close to uh, Bill Russell. You're going to hear about it. The Bill Russell, the MVP, uh, Finals MVP is in the Bill Russell Award. You're going to hear about that story. But it's not like with Kobe. It's not like with Kobe. Now, I don't know if it's because Bill Russell been old, 70 years, all my damn life. But it's not the same. It's, it, it, it's truly not the same. I don't I, I don't know if people thought like me, bro, if Kobe, you just never thought Kobe was going to die. I just didn't see it, bro. I didn't think it was going to happen anytime soon. You had too many niggas from the, from the fucking 40s and 50s who still kicking. And Kobe, to be as young as he was, to go out like that, I don't know if it's the, the way Kobe went out. I don't know what it is, bro. But every time I see a picture of Kobe, this shit made me think just – I don't even think about the achievements, bro. I think about just my nigga dead. Like, anytime I see Kobe, bro, and to see that doc and the way they how they shine him in such a good light, man, that shit – that doc is something special, bro. It, it truly is. It, it makes you appreciate Kobe more, LeBron more, D-Way more. It makes you appreciate the greatest of Melo. Just because that nigga been around so much. Uh, it also made me appreciate Dwight Howard even more, bro. Because to think about Dwight Howard, NBA champion. I think he was the first player in NBA history to, to win three straight defensive player of the years. Could have been four. And he was a starting center on a redeemed team. He was he was the number one draft pick straight out of high school. Led a team to the finals. 
he did that. And to see that he's not a top 75 player, that's kind of that's kind of crazy, bro. <laughs> like the redeem the redeem team doc, as much as I peeped Kobe, I was peeping Dwight Howard. Because he's he's too accomplished to not get the respect he he, he so truly deserves. Like Dwight should have been top 75. I, I didn't need to see the redeem team doctor to know that, but the simple fact that he's in almost autumn highlights. He's right there next to Cole, Braun, uh, Melo, D-Wade, CP3, J. He next to all them niggas. And he played a pivotal role in that. To see he not top 75 is kind of crazy, bro. But all in all, that was a dope-ass documentary. Um, once again, shout out to LeBron, Mav, Carter, D-Wade for, for bringing it out to, for the people, man. That, that truly is one of those things that, although it doesn't have the same um, – hype around like the last dance did, I think that's because of how it was released. I think if the last dance was just a one-time movie thing, I don't think it would have lived long as long as it did. It was literally a, a episode each and every motherfucking week that had to get you talking points and things of that nature. And it was more in depth and more in detail. And I think that's how a lot of those thoughts are going to be. I think when Kobe and Shaq, when they shit drop, that's going to be a, a doc like the last dance. I'm pretty sure LeBron do his shit is gonna be like the last dance. I think it was just uh, I think it was just dope to get a doc out there that pretty much shine a lot of uh light on the greatness of Kobe Bryant, bro. How in the room full of stars, your favorite player, Kobe wearing that motherfucker, and they all looked at Kobe as that nigga. It just says a lot about being, bro. It truly motherfucking do. Um, but I think that's all we got, man. I wanna get I wanna catch this damn liquor. It's like a preseason game, and for Ed, this motherfucking episode on out. Also, man, I know last week I was saying a lot about my old Ed and things and things of that nature. I got to still figure this shit out. Um, I can put it out with the clips. The four videos, I did it, but the files was too fucking large, bro. As you, you guys got to understand, bro, I'm doing all this by myself. My, my, my recording session started at 5.30. I don't get done till 3 o'clock in the morning. And I got to wake up at 6 to get to log into work. So, I'm doing all this stuff on my own. I'm still trying to make sure the episode gets released at four in the morning. So my session ends at three uh, after editing and all that to make sure it's out by four in the morning. Uh, so after I edited all last week's episode, the file was too big to get it uploaded. Um, the audio was all messed up and all that. So the, out, the episode came out a few hours late. Um, so I'm still messing around with that to try to make sure. Um, I can get things, you know, fixed for you guys to make sure the full episodes edited as well, just like the clips were with the sound effects and you know with the the gun, uh, the gun sounds, the the fucking clapping, the fucking uh, the uh, the whistling, all that shit. But all that shit adds another element uh, of comedic uh, value to the episodes and things of that nature. So I'm gonna make sure I, I move around with these things and, and keep tinkering with it to make sure I, I can get it up to date for you guys and get the podcast exactly how I want. So you guys can get the best content you guys truly motherfucking deserve. Um, but I think that's all we got, man. We talked about Brett Favre, the Lakers, Draymond's hands are still, T.I. being the king of the South. <laughs> um, man, just having to shut up and dribble. My nigga Vontae and other people peaking in high school. I think that's it, bro. Yeah, we out this motherfucker, man. Let me take this off the screen right fast. Um, you know, before I get out of here, man, like I said, I just want to say, once again, my nigga, damn. Once my nigga, me and my nigga Vontae, man, you gotta get right, bro. You gotta get right. It's not, it's not, it's not, 
it's not new for people to you know fall off and fuck up and things of that nature. Have however you want to say, have you comfortable saying it's not new, it's not a new thing, bro. Shit happens to the best of us. Trust me. Trust me, my nigga. Shit happens to the best of us. But the things that people will commend you for and 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 show gratitude for you doing is picking yourself back up. It's easy, it's easy to fall off and, and stay on the ground. It's easy to do that. You already did. The hard part is getting your ass up. And once you get up, you'll see, you'll see just how much better the motherfucking air is up there, type shit. So you gotta get better, my boy. Real talk. I'm gonna try to find a way to get in touch with you directly. Uh, but I'm, I got I just got tired of people hitting me up and wanting me to talk about the shit because I, I felt uncomfortable talking about it, my nigga. So from me to you, bro. Just get better, my nigga. Just get better. Real talk. ASAP. Now, now your own time. You ain't you, you ain't taking up the trash, my nigga. <laughs> you ain't taking up the trash, bro. Get, get better ASAP. Too young for that shit, bro. Real talk. Um, but with all that being said, you know how I give it up on this side, man. It's all love these ways. Never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe. Stay sharp, stay sane, and hot shot next week, man. I'm out this motherfucker. Peace. <laughs> Damn, man. Jada motherfucking Pinky Smith, man. This bitch, boy. <laughs> this bitch is full gazy, dog. This bitch gonna make a memoir book about some dead dick. <laughs> This shit crazy. That nigga Tupac got around, bitch. <laughs>